Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Today I'm talking to someone that I have known for a little bit in the bootstrapper world, Josh Pigford. So I first ran into Josh when he started a company called Bear Metrics. Uh, Tuple used to be a customer of Bear Metrics and they do SaaS analytics. Uh, not too long ago, Josh sold Bear Metrics for $4 million and rode off into the sunset. Just kidding, he immediately started another company. Uh, that company was called Maybe. And maybe it was a complicated uh, financial planning and analysis tool. And Josh, uh, for this company, raised money, hired a team, and got to building. And I think in his, in his own words, they ended up overbuilding. They built ahead of uh, validation and customers. And after a period of time, realized, look, we're not going to make it on the runway we have. We're going to run out of money. It's also a bad time to raise. And he laid off more or less all the team and figured that this project was pretty much dead. Um, but then he decided to do something a little bit unconventional, and that is where our story picks up. Now, I'm uh, summarizing the first 20 minutes or so of me and Josh talking, so I'm going to drop you right into the middle of uh, Josh telling us what happened next. Come January, like last month, um, I was feeling real nostalgic about all the stuff we had built because I was like, it was, I knew we had shut it down earlier than we needed to needed in the sense of like, I, it had not had enough time to be proven if the product could work. Yeah, yeah. We just ran out of money. And so like, I was like, man, I'm so bummed. I was feeling real bummed about it. And because we have just this like incredible uh, amount of design work that had been done that, you know, for the most part loved by everybody, like it was, People loved the, the, the UI, loved the branding. Um, mm -hmm. And we had this like very full featured product. It's like, man, I would hate for this just to like rot in a private Git repo. And that's the end. Um, so on a whim, like I had not even like talked to my co-founder or anything. I was just like, hey, I just, I'm going to just make it public. So, you know, basically it was like started a new repo with all of like the history ripped out of it and took out a bunch of, uh, API keys and whatnot, and then just shoved it out there and then tweeted, this is what a million dollars in fintech so software looks like. And I mean, that's a great, it took off. That's a great little line. I, that, yeah, I mean, that'll, that'll get you. That worked. And it did. It yeah. did. That was the top of hacker news. <laughs> I was, well, I was surprised. Um, my, my biggest takeaway from that, or I guess my biggest surprise from that was how little people um, tried to like tear it down of like, that's stupid. Like no way does that cost a million. Like no, almost no one mm. commented on the price tag of, mm. of that. It was just sort of like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like this that's accepted funny. it, which is true. I mean, we spent a million bucks on that. So, but you were anticipating that response. I was, I was anticipating a massive amount of blowback from mm. people just like, uh, saying that there's no way that something like that could cost a million dollars. And Yeah. Wow, that's funny. I I also tend to mispredict negative things like that. Yeah. Well, people get but they'll but then they'll get negative about negative about totally random stuff that like what are sure. you picking that apart? Yeah, yeah. From? Sometimes sometimes I I actually I'm probably often taken by surprise at the stuff that people get mad about. Yeah. Yep. And so it's like I'm kind of wasting my time trying to predict it. Yeah. Or like changing my behavior because I'm worried that that will be the response. Sure. I just gotta just do it and whatever yeah. happens. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So, what happened next? So that brings us to almost today. Um, I well, talk, talk about that that day though. Talk about the next twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. So in the in the 
24 hours after that, it like, very quickly starts taking off. Like, um, you know, I think we had many thousands of like GitHub stars, which, you know, fake internet points. But I mean, like, still it's people being like, oh, this is kind of cool. Let mm -hmm. me like, like. So um, that was, I was just like, what are people, I mean, this thing doesn't even work. Like, it's not like, here's this thing you could just start using. All of a sudden you just got maybe for free or something. Like, mm. it didn't work at all because we had very complex infrastructure needs um, when we built it. And Interesting. And had a lot of feet, had a lot of, well, and a lot of that's around like, um, like SOC 2 compliance, SEC regulatory right. stuff, because we're giving advice. Like we have to store every conversation with an advisor for like seven years. So that stuff okay. still exists on a, like AWS servers. What's an example of the infrastructure requirement you have to like satisfy those things? Yeah, so a lot of that stuff is around um, the conversational side. Like data retention? Yes. Like, and, and, and like data retention in that we have no ability to modify the data. So hmm. that's, the, that's the sort of crucial part. It's not like we can throw this in a Postgres database and call it a day. Like okay. we have to prove that we can't modify the data. Interesting. Um, Do people offer this as a service? Just like backups that are untouchable somehow? Amazon does. Yeah, makes sense. For okay. fintech companies. So, yeah, there you but, go. So, so, you know, but we just have to build all this stuff in. Like, and, um, and you have to, so we're working with third-party compliance companies to like do all the paperwork to prove that we're doing this correctly. And um, yeah, the SEC doesn't demand that you like use microservices or like a certain kind of back. They don't know. Not that right? kind of like, stuff. No. no. Um, but like even some of the data aggregators. Um, so like we use Plaid and then Finicity. So Finicity's MasterCard's take on Plaid essentially. Um, okay. And like they have different requirements around um, how data is stored, um, the, you know, encryption at rest and like all this, just that kind of stuff where it's like, there are some infrastructure things that have to happen, um, just to pull off the requirements. Um, in addition, um, we had like AW, we had like something stupid, like half a million dollars in AWS credits. Um, mm. and, uh, so it's like, well, okay, that's free hosting at least to start with like mm -hmm. um and, but you just have to use it in like two years or something either way so that's we end up making lots of sort of these decisions that build on decisions that build on decisions that like in hindsight you're like we maybe you've overcomplicated some of this but like at the time that seemed like the reasonable solution mm -hmm. um so that's how we ended up with this sort of complex infrastructure um okay. but so it blows so. up in terms of interest like at yes. least Definitely passive interest. People read about it on Hacker News. Sure. They leave a comment. They start again. I like the idea of a React-based personal finance software that I could download and yep. you know hack around on. Yeah. Okay. Um, is there is there um, uh, interest from people like doing things? Does anybody open a pull request sure. or file issues or right. get to work? So so when I when I threw it out there, it was like no, I'm not I'm not going to turn into like a, a like a repo manager here of like trying to field pull request if you want to do something with it be my guest but like i'm a whatever yeah what was but, the license that you picked um agpl3 what does that is, do what does that mean so it's like if you can use it commercially but if you do anything with it you've got to shove it back in or like you have to give us access to it essentially um so you can't just like fork it then do whatever you want with it and sell it or anything like that like there's some commercial um stuff that it keeps someone 
from, like you could launch your own version of maybe with it, but you have to give us modifications that you make to it. Interesting. If you're going to deploy it. Give them how? Like, what if you don't like? I give you like let you see them. Like, if you, you don't like, want them. Like, right? send them back to the like, like I don't know, whatever the method could be, whatever I guess. But like, ultimately, we have to have the ability to like get your changes. Sure. Back. You have to. You, Do I have to open source mine too, or no? Yes. Okay. So okay. I don't know. The, right. There's like a million sort of. One day, I would love for us to like list out. Just have a bulleted list of like what ifs. What if I do this? This seems important for you, sure. for your company. Having this license the to totally. be what you want it to be is like seems actually really kind of vital. Right. So it's is very. This is different than like uh, MIT or something where um, it's essentially just do whatever the heck you want. Right. With it, you know, as long as you leave a copyright copyright or like link to the license, whatever. Like mm-hmm. this has to come back to us. Like you can't just. This isn't just take it and do whatever you want. Okay. Be done. All right. Um, so, um, and I based like a lot of that was uh, sort of ad hoc, like just sort of quickly threw that together based off a bunch of other open source projects that I commercial open source projects. Um, okay. Okay. That I'd seen at the time. Um, but so yes, so within like 24, 48 hours of doing this, I realized like, holy, oh, okay, there's a ton of interest here. Yeah. People are pumped about this. What if we could make it work? Still was not like, let me turn this back into a business. It was, what if we could just get it working again? That'd be kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And so that's when like pull requests started coming in. Or mm-hmm. I would, you know, I'd list some issues in GitHub of like, this would need to change if we want this to work. You know, mm-hmm. it's like rip out this AWS um, dependency or, you know. Um, nice. You're like product managing more or less. I started, yes, of just like, okay, Again, if the community would like to do this, I have no ability because this is, I haven't touched this code. I don't know how to, I can't get this thing working on my mm. computer. So like mm. if someone else can, you know, I would post like the errors I was getting on the command line trying to get this thing to work. And Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of what kicked it off. And then the number of people who were like interested in it, I decided to throw like a, a discord server up just to have a spot for people to chat this stuff out and mm-hmm. get it working or whatever just because mm-hmm. it's like uh, almost like a from an experiment perspective it was kind of fascinating to watch yeah it sounds exciting like yeah someone's coming along and fixing up your code base they're like free. here that's we'll make sweet. it work I'm, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I'm pretty cool. into that yeah <laughs> um so so then that that but that snowball kept growing like uh-huh. the number of people interested just, cool. you know, I've posted this a couple times on, on Twitter of like our GitHub star chart thing. Like it literally just goes yeah. straight up to 10,000 in like a few days. That's um, cool. That's cool. So, but it's, that's like, yeah, it's like likes though, you know? Oh, sure. It's like Instagram. Oh, yes. It's whatever. It's complete vanity metric. The, the people doing stuff though, that, I mean, I mean pull requests, that's some real People doing right pull there. requests and, um, Yes, and we had like over a thousand people in the Discord server very quickly who were like asking questions about how to get it working. Wow, that's way um, more than I thought. I was in the wrong order of magnitude. Yeah, yes, and again, this is like all of these things that sort of again on their own are are vanity, but they all sort of point towards. But, but all together, they they start to coalesce. Like, into- okay, so maybe there is something. <laughs> like let's let's like. Let's twiddle a couple of knobs and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. You know, okay. it's it's like A/B testing with humans in the sense of like 
we've now got something to be maybe statistically significant if we try some stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, okay. So, so what do you start trying? Well, just okay. Maybe we can get this thing running. Oh, oh, wow! It is running now. Um, mm-hmm. Like everybody's able to sort of relatively consistently get it at least to work locally. Yeah. And um, so I at that point it was like, what if I, I started thinking through the like what ifs? What if the, for this thing to work, we already were gonna have to rip out a ton of like all the advisory stuff because. So you've decided um, the advisory is a dead end. You're out. Because of the regulatory overhead. Fair like enough. There's I'm a into it. Massive amount of compliance Great. stuff that comes. Okay, so delete all that. All that. Yeah. Delete literally. I mean, it was a, a, a whole I bet that was app. <laughs> and just, yeah. Boop, it was like it was like twenty thousand lines of code or something stupid. Did you? Could you delete one directory and it all disappeared and there were no other changes? For the most part, yes. There were some Great. like database cool. bits. Like yeah, we had fair. to do some migrations to remove some. Fine. But like okay. still, from a certainly from a front end perspective with the UI, the entire interface for that. And all, even backend-ish stuff because of the Express. Either way, yeah, for the most part, it was just delete cool. a directory and we're done. I like that. Um, yeah. So that sounds like good architecture, man. If you get a good red diff when you remove a feature, like something. Yes. I think, I think you built it right. That feels good. So to as far as JavaScript based, uh, no, just in terms of like constructing an app. Okay. Yes, from an organization perspective. There's I something about that. that that feels really clean. Like you didn't, it wasn't all, you didn't have to go change everything else around it to pull it out. Like it was, they were yes. decoupled in their own separate operating things. No, that's correct. And that's, you know, to credit for Zach who ended up, he's now back at maybe like, but he was the original. Dude, this story um, is nuts. Full stack engineer. Yeah. So, um, but either way, so yeah, so we just start deleting stuff left and right. Okay. Um, we have to rip out plaid. Um, you got to rip out plaid? Were you excited? We had to. It had to be therapeutic. It was, but it's also like so much function. This is so much functionality was tied up in that. Yeah. Um, and it's impossible to use on an individual level. Like it's, you have to have an enterprise contract with them. And um, so either way, that was sort of the first like people started saying, well, okay, well, what can we replace it with? What does it look like to get it functioning in a non-data aggregator world? Um and so that was where that was the sort of first big steps of people trying to replace it, mm. and people were doing the work to do it. So, and what have you landed on? Mm. So we initially we replaced it with a tool called or a data aggregator called Teller. Um, Teller is similar to Plaid, though they're only checking saving savings account support, um, but they have a have an individual use plan like. You could use it for free for just your own bank account stuff. Um, okay. So that's what we we integrated that. This is still all under the React Next.js thing. Like, right. We have not okay. hit the point where we <laughs> decided to I started off by like saying we're going to get right to the rewrite. <laughs> we're, we're almost there. It's been a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. But this story is good. I think this is legit. I have no regrets. Yeah. So that either way, so we are heading down this road of like, let's rebuild it. It's still all in Next.js. I hire, so I mentioned Zach, who's the okay, original. Let's rebuild it. Why you like what? Yeah, so you decide there's a, a bigger rewrite or something that needs to happen. So this plays a role here. So like okay, okay. I, I'm still in Next.js React world okay. trying to build this thing. I decide like, okay, if, if I'm going to start this thing up again, I need to become functional as a developer. So then I start spending a few days trying to like really dig in and teach myself 
React and like modern modern Next.js stuff. Good and, for you. Um, yeah, and you would if you like watch my tweets around that time, like it's just me getting angrier every day, and um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just so mad because I hate it. And um, so then I'm like, well, at this point, funding starts. Um, like the possibility of raising more money comes in. Like I've decided, I think we can turn this into a business. I think I can make the economics work by not having all the regulatory overhead, by not requiring ourselves to be in the U.S. only, like massively expanding the available market by actually removing features. So, hmm. um, and you won't connect to my bank account and tell me what's in it, but I type it in manually, or you'll use Teller. And initially, yes. Yeah. So, but it, initially, it's like add manual stuff. Um, we'll eventually yeah. re-add some of those aggregators. That's where my but brain went. Is like maybe you can just get people to type it in and save yourself like the biggest technical challenge ever. Right. So, but that's this is where like the hosted for pay version of maybe comes in is like the data aggregators where we will automatically do it for you. Um, mm. Okay. Okay. So, and then there's some stuff you can do around like drag in a CSV export of your bank account or a, or even upload a PDF and we can pull out the stuff from it. These are yeah. some solvable problems um, overall. Um, but at the, so at this, at this point in time, I don't know, week and a half in or something away from s since open sourcing this thing and it's just still straight up on like every graph that I am tracking of anything. Um, and I'm trying to like wrap my head around what it means to build you know, we've got a sizable React Next.js app thing here. It's just, there's a lot. And so I'm trying to wrap my head around, like, how can I even contribute something to the current thing? Um, we're also still hitting a lot of errors around, you know, dependencies because a lot changes in the JavaScript world in two years. And so, you know, it's just, we're constantly like, okay, well, let's upgrade that thing so that it, you know, whatever, and we're not hitting all these constant errors. So I'm like trying to wrap my head around that while also teaching myself this framework. And, uh, but then it's like, okay, well, we can build the team again. Like we've got, you know, at least a million dollars in new funding has come in over in, within a matter of days. Talk more about that. Uh, so, so a VC um, named Joseph Jacks, but run the name of the VC is like OSS Capital. And it's like they specifically invest in open source commercial open source products. So like probably big example of that's like cal.com. Um, mm -hmm. Big open source project backed by them. Um, Got it. So the model they like is there's an open source version I could use for free, but we also host it and they'll have a commercial version. Yes. And um, believe that that ultimately allows for like highly efficient use of capital. So mm -hmm. like you don't need massive teams, especially if you can build a community around yeah. your open source project. Um, because people are interested in just, com you know, even if they're not like constantly contributing, like they still want to contribute in certain ways because they want things to, I think a lot of developers are, um, I don't necessarily want to use the word altruistic, but we have the ability to build things that we want to see exist. And yeah. if we can contribute that to something that's growing and lots of people love, it also feels good to see your work used, by, immediately used by potentially hundreds of thousands of millions of people. Totally. Yep. Yeah. It seems like the incentives point the same way, which is pretty nice. Yes. Like, and like, if I'm a developer, getting landing open source cont contributions raises my profile, like raises my value, right? It makes it, uh, you know, you when 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 I'm hiring an engineer, I send me your your GitHub profile, right? Like, show me what you've built. Yeah. And totally. This is an opportunity to show that you've built 
things. Right. So, so you're getting, yeah, free code contributions. They're getting right. reputation boost leading to salary. Exactly. Which I do think, yes, I do think it can have a direct effect on their salary. Like they're. Oh, yeah, totally. No, no doubt to me. And then also, um, if they're users of the product, they can they, benefit. they can add a feature they want. That's right. I could fix so, a bug and be like, this bug is obnoxious. I fixed it for you. I'll, I've done that. Yes. Ah, wow. I'm in. This sounds great. Yes. So, um, and I, and I, and it starts clicking. Wait, 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 hold, hold on, though. Hold on, hold on. Okay. So it sounds great. But what, yes. how, how might this also fail? Like, where might this kind of go bad? The commercial open source concept? Yeah. Yeah. So um, if you're not doing a decent job, and I'm not saying I'm doing a decent job yet, but I like, if you're not doing a decent job of managing pull requests oh, and yeah. issues, totally. It very, you, you can just burn down the whole product in like bloated right. stuff. Like, you and, have to say no a lot. And you have to say no a ton. And this, really was, this was sort of the crux of what started to show cracks in the React Next.js. Okay, great. System Perfect. for us. Perfect segue. So, um, w- after we started like getting some big stuff done, and there was you know dozens of pull requests from lots of people uh, from from people on uh, lots of different issues, it it despite there being a lot of work to be done and like those being listed as issues to tackle, people very quickly started focusing on the like semantic stuff like. You know, how do we format this function? Well, that's not the way to do it these days. Like, let's go and so let's refactor all this stuff that like changes zero functionality. Mm, and okay. it's like, oh, I prefer to have this sort of format. Well, I prefer to have that format. And like, people just start, you know, style wars er- erupt basically. Yes, and and at the same time, again, when we started with Next.js. It was like they have their pages router and they're like app router thing, which yeah. app router essentially adds a bunch of backend functionality. Okay. Um, we were using the original pages thing, but it was because we had so many disjointed different pieces, um, it would have it made most sense for us to try to convert a bunch of this stuff over to their like new app router thing. Um, okay. And but even if we didn't do that, it was starting to become very clear. Like we're going to have to rewrite a bunch of stuff, hmm. if only to remove complexity um, from all these previous decisions around our, you know, app that had to meet all these different compliance regulatory things and hmm. Um, hmm. other features that are getting ripped out and like not needing Plaid anymore. And how do you decouple Plaid so that we're not depending on it in every single database table? Yeah, so yeah. We're having to rip out a ton of stuff and rewrite it anyways. Yep. And um, and are you change? Is this most? Are you changing user-facing functionality, or is it mostly rewriting how it's done? This is basically a huge refactor. That's essentially it. Okay. And um, and so like that led to a, a lengthy conversation with Vercel, who's like behind Next.js, um, and they were great, like super smart people there, and um trying to like just talking through like they were familiar with our code base spent time looking at our code base cool had, was like actually commenting in, on issues in the code base that people were having confusion over next.js stuff and like they were being active in the community like which That's is cool. fantastic yeah um but talking to them it, like it became clear that if we're trying to build something that's very easy to contribute to that requires relatively little sort of like wrapping your head around where things are um 
it's hard to stick with something that is changing very fast because we can't, we can't just like stake it in the ground of like, here's how we're doing this. Because the reality is some of that, the newest like Next.js stuff in six months will, will be different. And so we're going to have to like refactor some stuff then. And like, it just becomes the, the, the barrier to contribute becomes very high. And that was the case. That's like the, the symptom of that is people complaining over semantics uh, because they don't know how else to, here's a list of things for you to contribute to and build, but you have no idea how to start building it because it's too confusing. Like there's mm. stuff everywhere in this app. And, um, and so that was sort of like what kicked it off. Of is there not, like, are there not good conventions in JavaScript world that like let people drop in and contribute because they just know where stuff is expected to be? That would be great, but no, not when you're like, uh, to me in the, so if, especially because of the stuff that next JS has, has introduced in the past, uh, that's probably 12 months. Um, that sort of blew up the entire convention. Hmm. And so there were lots of arguments that were like, well, now this is the way that you do it in next JS. Oh, okay. Well, that means rewriting all this other stuff. And like, it just became uh, a con like the struggle when we were already going to have to refactor a ton of stuff more than like I probably realized at the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, it was like, well, like we could stick with something that's rapidly changing for better or worse, you know, whatever. It's uh, a lot of work's being done around that. Or we can potentially do something that like me as the guy who's like the central foundation of this entire company from the beginning and will be with it for who knows how long, like, um, there's also a need for like me to be able to maintain this thing and like yeah. be functional. Um, we could stick with potentially a framework that's been around for 20 years and does have a lot of strongly set convention. Whether you like the convention or not, like it still has a lot of this is the, in this case, Rails way of doing things. Yeah. And um, so you're like, we're making a Rails app. That's right. So it's like, okay. Do you want to hear we'll, something funny? Sure. So I ran a product at ThoughtBot called FormKeep. Mm. And it was a That's form backend as a service. It was like an uh. endpoint you could post to with some form data. And we would like forward it on and like send you an email or like trigger yep. Zapier's or things like that. Pretty sure. simple app. We built it at a time when like everyone was like, we were using it as like a learned JavaScript experiment playground. Sure. Yep. I think it was maybe Backbone app or something. It was a little bit later than Backbone. Okay. But, I mean, I but it was, you know, that. it was like not that <laughs> not way later. And it was like, we wrote this really complicated JavaScript front end to show you a bunch of form entries. And yep. it was kind of like a pretty basic -y crud interface. Yep. And it was pretty darn complicated. And when I took that product over, the first thing I did was rip out the JavaScript and replace it <laughs> with just basic Rails views. Sure. And yeah, it made it exactly. so much easier to work on. That's and right. And some of that's my personal bias because I'm a Rails expert, but not a JavaScript expert. Right. So like yep. some of that was like, I made the same decision that you were making, which is just like, I know I can do this one. There's definitely trade-offs here as it's not a pure win, but like right. for making a damn app, it's Rails is a pretty good choice. I still feel great about that choice. Well, and I, and especially, you know, this, I think in like the Rails sort of six era, it was rough on the, on the front end stuff. Mm. And, um, but with, with, all the hotwire and all the, the whatever, uh, you know, I, I use hotwire in the like umbrella sense of turbo stimulus strata. I think they have now like, um, it's become much more of like a first class citizen on building these like really nice UI bits mm -hmm. in a railsy kind of way. Yep. And 
Um, I think having spent the last six months of like floundering around, figuring out what on earth to do with maybe the entity um, and ex experimenting with all sorts of stuff, I was doing a, I mean, there was a time where I was like doing Rails new, like weekly, you know, like I'm just building a ton of Rails stuff. Hmm. And so like I, well, I found myself when we're trying to make this decision between React and Rails, essentially, I found myself very confident in Rails' ability as a framework, both front-end and back-end, to be able mm -hmm. to pull this off. And mm -hmm. But I also understand people's hesitations because they're maybe a lot of times people haven't used Rails since Rails 6, or it's been three, four, five years. And a lot's changed in sort of the Rails world since then. And... Um, I don't know. I just feel a lot more confident in it now and like our ability to foundationally build something that's very easy to jump in and start contributing to. Mm. It does reduce the number of developers available to us, um, but mm. I think it probably increases the caliber. Uh, like, uh, who knows? So I want to, I, well, so I want to be clear there that I'm not saying React developers aren't good developers. Okay. I think because there is so much, it's such a popular thing it, it means that there is a lot more entry level availability hmm. because there's yeah. a ton of people. That's the thing they learn. It's and they're like, let me beginners. go contribute to something. It is popular with beginners. So you end up skewing yeah, sure. towards a lot more entry level people. Right. Especially if anyone can submit a pull request or something. That's right. On your, on your open so source. I think Rails, if only because of that single dynamic, tends to skew a little bit more towards people who are um, slightly more skilled. I, that's probably that's probably true. I feel like that wasn't exactly true in, in my day. Like Rails was the thing, but then I sure. think this has just shifted. This is the new reality. It, it, that's right. So, um, and so far, that's actually, I, I would say, has proven to be the case. Cool. You've been happy with the caliber of Rails people you're seeing? That's correct. Now, there's still certainly some people, it's like disagreements over how to do this or people sort of overcomplicate things or whatever, but that's programming. Dude, so. conventions for open source things i mean like, or for i mean for anything it's just like if you just have strong app conventions i think that's such a huge win it makes it so much easier right. to drop in and do something productively because you just know where stuff will be and where your changes got to go exactly so that's sort of how we ended up on the rails thing i think i think we covered the how we ended up i'm convinced did we, did we touch the bases on that mega rails f you sold me <laughs> yeah sorry that's right so we literally started from scratch um, oh you did you okay i mean I, I Rails nude it. Yeah. So you're you're not refactoring anything. You are rewriting from scratch. We're rewriting from scratch. And the caveat there though is like that I think makes us different than oh man, you're just like you're having to remake all these decisions. We're not having to remake all these decisions because our well, one thing we we're very confident in was like the data modeling that we had done um, okay. in the previous app. And there's a lot of decisions around product functionality that like have already been made like how we're doing this stuff. And so... Do you know that you've made something people want yet, though, product decision-wise? I believe that we have. Um, but I mean, like, there's almost... It's... We can't know that because we never built a successful business. Like, right? right? Yeah. So there's still some... There's still a lot of um, assumptions being made here. And yeah. So you're going to default... You're going to just, like, accept all the product decisions you've already made. You're not, like, also changing functionality yet. Essentially, yes, same same product decisions. However, we will, because we're doing this rewrite, and so that means we're still building a feature, then the next feature, and the next feature, um, we will put this out in the public far sooner, right? Like, um, yeah. 
Hmm. You can st- you'll be able to start using this stuff way before it gets to the feature parity to the previous. Oh, okay. Great. Cool. Yeah, because it seems maybe hmm, maybe weird to re-implement proc decisions if you're not confident about them, but also trying to change them as you rewrite it also seems insane to me. So there's there's a lot of variables there that's like, okay, how can we ultimately prove that people want something? And yeah. we're essentially doing that by making similar product decisions but testing the waters with them before there's a lot of decisions to get feedback on. Okay. So, you know, that's starting off by just like being able to add a bank account and the transactions with them. And then let's see what people say about that. So like very basic stuff. Okay. And how are you getting the transactions? You're hosting this and charging people for it, right? Uh, eventually. Yes. That's okay, not, we're not yet. there yet. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, okay. I mean, we should be there by the end of the month, but oh, um, okay. Yeah. So the initial manual input will be balance based and then you can input individual transactions one at a time or upload CSVs of transaction data. Okay. Um, so that'll be the initial pass at that. Cool. Okay. Um, and you're hope to and you'll hope to sign up some customers who want to pay for whatever something the next like thing that. Is It'll that. be real I mean, even, you know, not not at whatever full price we decide is what you should be paying for. But just to like say, if somebody's willing to pay five bucks a month, then like that gives some level of hmm. um, validation. Like if they can, if they'll give a credit card, then okay, we've proven a little something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I so going back to the rebuilding the same features, I say that um, the way that we view this is still is is a little bit different this time around. Like um, instead of it just being the sort of before maybe it was much more on the like wealth management side of things and you know let's grow our investments and like figure out where to put money and so that it'll grow and like this is part of having a financial advisor who can help you make decisions about what to put money where um we are changing that to be so like our first big feature will not be the forecasting stuff it'll be budgeting so um part of the opportunity here comes uh, from Mint shutting down and there being 4 million plus people who like have used Mint for a decade and now mm. are like, what the, what, what do I do? Like I have nothing. And mm. you know, you'll see like, I've seen, I've seen this, some stuff on the, some like private data around um, other say budgeting tools in the market mm-hmm. and what, what this Mint thing has done for their, growth over the past couple months and it's like straight up because people mm-hmm. are just looking for something yeah. and so i think there's an opportunity to sort of capitalize on that with a budgeting tool i think you have to be fast though right no and that's the thing like no? again we're you don't think so? that by the end of the month we'll have something there to start using and then like gotcha. the first thing we're building on top of that is budgeting um okay i guess what i'm saying i think this opportunity of the the ex-maintenance customers probably is short like i, I agree think. with that yeah. yeah, no, for sure. But it's just like the market is that that was the thing that everybody was coming from before. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we would talk to people two years ago about maybe it's like, what are you using now? Mint, 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 mint. Oh, Everybody's using mint. And Got now it. it immediately goes to 20 other tools. So like nobody's taking the lion's share from them. And um, mm-hmm. so I think the market has become much more fragmented. And so there's opportunity that um, mm-hmm. will stay around for at least a little bit longer than just a single flash in the pan. Um, 
So, but the way that we're thinking about maybe at this point is much more modular based on where you're at in your like financial journey. So my 19 year old daughter who works at Starbucks, I picture her using maybe for budgeting and that's it. Eventually she's like, gets to a point where she's like, okay, um, I want to save up and buy a house. Okay. So like now we can talk, there's like a save component that you could or module or set of tools that come with that, you know, and then it's like eventually you start a family. And so it's like, okay, now we've got like joint stuff to take into account and then gotcha. um, saving up for kids. And there, if you have to do like an educational savings thing, like there's all these sort of steps that happen in like a financial journey. Mm. And there's no reason most people do not handle all of them at the same time. It's, it's, mm. you're not piling up the same stuff. Right. And like, for instance, okay, so we sold a company, uh, we've got a big pile of money. We care a little bit less about budgeting than we did totally. pre-acquisition, right? So it's like I care yeah. less about budgeting tools. And like, either way. So, so we now view it as the kind of tool that you literally use until you die. Mm. What, do you, what do you want to use maybe for? So for us, it's a, let's track all of investments ultimately. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the component or module that I'm personally most interested in. Mm -hmm. um, so what are you doing for that now? Uh, you, nothing great. I mean, the closest thing I've sort of found is Kubera. Um, mm. so it, it does a decent job of aggregating lots of data sources, but I don't think it's it just sort of like reports on a bunch of numbers. And I don't think it, it doesn't really do anything to help, um, affect those numbers, I guess. And I, mm. we sort of view, um, providing stuff for you to be more hands-on with your money or with that suggestions or like reminders that, Hey, it's tax time in your region. So like you should talk to a CPA or something like that. So, um, yeah. So, but I, I feel a lot less urgency this time around, um, hmm. which some would argue be better or worse. But if I view building maybe as something that like I will personally be involved in for the next 10 to 20 years, um, and I view it as the kind of we're building tools that people will, will use for a lifetime. Hmm. There is a lot less urgency to like do something, pay 500 bucks, you know, to acquire a customer and then hope that we can make that back over the course of a couple of years. Like I can do, I can take much longer term, long sort of long play risks because I'm not needing to, you know, end up, I, I'm avoiding where we ended up last summer, which is like, a runway that we can't support hmm. you know well yeah and you just got another million dollars and you have two paid people or like 1.5 million and okay. uh and yes two full-time from a salary perspective yeah and then a bunch of open source contributions which that's right are those are those overall like been very helpful like are they making like good decisions big strides helping you out a lot I, so what i've found is you start seeing like a few people who are heavily invested as an open source contributor. And so they will, you don't necessarily see them tackling every issue, though they do tackle some of them, but they're like commenting on code of like, hey, we did this and this other commit, like here's how we can sort of stick with that convention that this app has. Um, so I would say that there are, yes, it, it feels like you, you find people who sort of bubble up who are super invested in uh, contributing and other people who are like come and go, whatever, which is fine. Um, so, but we're also playing around with like bounties and, you know, paying people for 
certain features and functionality and um any results from that yet yeah i mean we've paid out three almost three thousand dollars in bounties over the past couple weeks um cool i'm still trying to figure out like what's a reasonable amount that's not like offensive like you want to only pay me a hundred bucks for this like well it's not so much the money i just want to like convey sort of a thank you for your time and that this is important to us but like hmm. you know it's i don't know it's that's a weird line to um yeah, to walk on but um yeah. So we're, we're experimenting, I guess, with that at least. And, uh, I want to, I want to pay people, especially if they're contributing something that has a commercial benefit to us directly. So, mm-hmm. you know, if it's like implementing some Stripe stuff, well, like the self hoster doesn't give a rip about that. They will never use that. So mm-hmm. that's like a prime candidate for us to do some sort of bounty. Totally. Because it's yeah. of only commercial benefit to us. So cool. Yeah, we're All right. That stuff too. What's next in your mind? What's coming down the pipe? Get the thing working. Um, like, yeah. you know, having a functional personal finance app. Meaning hosted somewhere. Hosted. Yeah. yeah. Like you could go sign up at baby.co. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So we'll get there quickly. It'll just be really basic. and mm-hmm. But it'll also change really fast. Like it took us a long time to build that sort of React version for a lot of different reasons. Not just because, oh, it's like React's slow to develop with like i'm not saying that it's just we had to make a lot of decisions that we've now thought through the pros and cons of a lot of those decisions so we can remake similar decisions now with much greater speed and i think we also happen to have a code base that lends itself to working quickly so cool um yeah it's just get the get, start making some money like not wait 18 months again to try right. to are you gonna charge people right away uh-huh Customers instead of testers. Yes, I mean that's the that's the plan. Is like okay, we'll you know have some sort of like early, early customer discount or something because it's you know very basic functionality. But and figuring out what that looks like around like obviously we'll want to test out freemium and, and most mm-hmm. financial tools start with some sort of free component. So like we're competing against that. How um, would want to see you charge for it for everybody? I mean that would. That'd be great. Just to make sure um, that like people value this sure. and you're making something they actually want, like get get the money, right. you know. Yeah, and then we can also you know, play around with the free side. Totally down the road. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Cool. Awesome, man. Good luck. I hope it works. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's uh, the whole. What a story. That was great. It's bonkers. It's, it's totally insane. bonkers. It's it doesn't really make cool. any sense. <laughs> it's awesome. I, I hope it. I hope it works out because I want the ending to be great. You know, like just like, know, just man. finish the story. All right. Like you need like, to make this imagine. business a huge success. The the framing of like what what if it was a thing you used for your whole life is interesting. Like it's it's kind of audacious. It's like yeah, like our our LTV is going to be like a hundred thousand dollars because they're going to be a customer for forty years. Like I love yeah, I love the idea of it. And and like I don't know if you'll be able to pull that off, but almost like the orientation of like trying to do it, trying to, you know, like like aim for the moon sort of thing, aim for the stars. It's like imagine um, the internet twenty years ago, like the idea that somebody would have built something 20 years ago and that they're still using that thing today is super yeah. rare. Sure. And I think, I think of like, I have an eBay, my, my eBay account might be 15 years old or something like that, but like, sure. Yeah. Um, my Reddit account is real old. It's in the teens. I see. Yeah, mine is probably similar. Um, yeah. but, but again, like you're directionally, if we're, if we're making decisions that support that type of outcome. Yeah, exactly. Right. That seems good. Like you won't, You'll like be like, I'm not going to make the short-term trade-off ever because what I care about is the long-term. I don't long-term. have to. 
That's right. And and I you're like I I'm a, yeah exactly. I'm already rich, and we raise a bunch more <laughs> money. I'm so <laughs> I'm so hesitant to ever be like, well, I've got a lot of money. Like, sure. but it matters. But it, it does. It changes. Yeah. It changes the types of problems that like I'm I'm willing to tackle because yeah. I don't. It doesn't matter to me pers- if I personally make some money. Now, do I want to like um, do right by our 1,732 investors from our crowdfund thing? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that was one, that was the reason that we pivoted and tried this whole detangle thing is because like, I didn't want to just shut it down and be like, sorry guys, you lost all your money. Like I, I do I want see. people to become whole as much as is possible because yeah. that's how, like I, that's how my brain works. But like, at the same time, I don't personally be, it's not like, well, we need, I need a paycheck. So yeah. we need to figure out how to do something today in the mm-hmm. short, for a short term win, you know? So cool. I guess just, yeah, the alarm bell rings a little bit though, which is like, like that seems great, but also don't go slow. Sure. I, you know, my brain doesn't, my brain also doesn't let me move out. Like I have to not be bored. So uh-huh. yeah. I have to be working towards and like seeing progress. It's yeah. just, I don't like the feeling of like, well, we need to figure this out um, tomorrow. Sure. Well, totally. we can give it a few days. It's okay. Nice. All right. Um, talk, you talk about Detangle just a little bit because it seems like that kind of is working. And I played with it a little bit and found it like nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, you're familiar with this where especially in business, you just get contracts for all sorts of stuff, even if it's just, even if it's like an NDA, um, but any kind of business, business acquisitions or just business agreements or employment agreements, whatever it is, you get a lot of this stuff, even if it's only a couple pages long, it's still full of legalese. And you're just like, what does all this stuff mean? It's whatever. So that was the impetus for like, well, it'd be cool if you could um, translate this into, I I say like human (laughs) speak. Um, Yeah. And uh, so built Detangled to do that, where you just upload a document. It's got some, it's ultimately getting processed by GPT on the mm-hmm. back end. And like, mm-hmm. but it breaks it down into these different modules. Like we have this like favor scale thing where it tells you here is this document favors party A more than it favors party B. And here's why. Yeah. Here's, you know, all the money stuff that's in the document. And here's that part. The, that part's pretty cool. Yeah. I, th- I, I think it is pretty cool overall yeah, um I think it's and cool it's right component. now it's a it's one-off charges per document so there's no yep. subscription component mm. um it's one of those things that like, how much revenue has it done i don't know at this point i mean it's not a ton it's like maybe four or five thousand dollars or something like okay. in, in, in these one-off couple months two months a little bit less yeah oh, okay. um it's the kind of thing that's like it feels like there's something there we're probably yeah. not the people to tackle it. I just don't know what to do with it now. Cause Fair it's enough. also, it's part of maybe finance Inc. Like it's under that umbrella. Oh, so it complicates things. Like I've had people be like, well, let's do like a rev share thing. And like, a what? but it's like, well, it's technically owned by the C corp and how do we mm. detach it and do something mm. with it? Or I don't know. Interesting. So is anybody like asking you, like are people asking for new features or like raving about it? Yeah. People want, want subscriptions. More? Um, like they want to do a bunch of docs every month, right? Um, hmm. and um, there's some like, like people wanting to be able to ask questions of the document, like the sort of typical sort of chat, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially sure. if, you've, if you've got a long document, it becomes kind of valuable to be able to like, wait, what was that thing where it said this thing about the thing? So, totally. Yeah, um, we played around with like uh, a couple of big organizations. Um. Open Door was one that we had a lot of conversations with where they do the like, 
um, buy and sell houses. Like they'll buy your house from you and then you can also buy houses from open door. So they, they're dealing with a bajillion different documents around homeowners associations and, um, but also yeah. buying totally. houses. And so like they want to be able to dump in tons of documents and pull out information from them. And so it's like, okay, maybe there is a commercial sort of sounds like there. Very much there is to me. Right. And so I, I hear that you're not into it. I'm not trying to sell you on it. It just sounds interesting. No, but it's like, I do think there is something there and I, I hesitate to just be like, well, that was the opportunity cost, like shut it down, you know, whatever, maybe it's a bigger opportunity, but it's like, I don't know. Like, that's what, hey, is it though? Just, I, don't, I mean, just, just, I don't know. I, I Look, mean, maybe no I'm trying one to sell you a little ben. bit. Maybe I am trying to sell you a little bit, which is that one of these things already is making what? money. Sure. And um, like, yeah, it's, it's got I think, but that's where this goes into the like, what, what do, what's like, I want to tackle like moonshot totally. stuff. Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah. So, um, but I, but it is also the reason why I haven't just like, well, bye, we'll shut down, shut down the servers and call it a day. You know, oh. it's because like, I, I do real, I still feel strong that there is something there. I just don't know what our angle is. Does chat GPT give you, um, good enough results? So, so there's the, that of like, will chat GPT get to a point where like we've, we've heavily massaged the, the, um, the prompts on the back end sure. to be able to spit out this stuff yeah. in a usable way. But does chat GPT get good enough or like do these things like templates where you can just be like, here are my pre-written blocks. Let me throw this at a document and get the output of it. Well, then that's essentially what Detangle's doing at the moment. Like we're sort of taking chunks of this and and just asking different questions of it and then summarizing it in these little blocks. And yeah, you could do that over and over again with ChatGPT. Um, I guess what I, I guess what I'm asking is: is the stuff that's coming out about the legal documents like legally smart enough? Is it like sure. enough like what a lawyer would tell you that knew what they were doing? Well, I mean, the 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 line that we sort of walk there is saying like this isn't a replacement for a lawyer. If anything, it's to like augment your conversations with your lawyer so that you know what to ask them about. Mm-hmm. That's I like, not like that. And and are you? And it sounds like you are delivering that. People seem to. I think so. Feel that way. I very consistently. It's been like, man, this was amazing. I don't have any more documents to detangle, but I love. Yeah, it. that you was know, me. Like, Sure. I mean, that's that's. Sort I was of buying the, something. Yeah, and the, yeah, I had one. That's the crux. Is like, mm, but but yeah. it wor- I mean, when I was doing sales for Tuple, I had a lot of documents in my life. Sure. I so I think there is a commercial component where you could sell to companies totally. and just say like, and especially companies that were at the point where like they didn't have full time counsel or something like. Yeah. They don't have an. In- yeah. Which is like every probably a lot of small them. business. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, there's I, there are so many angles that have been left unexplored with that. Mm. And okay. I, but you only get one life, so you got to work on that. I know. You. I know. I know. But, so. but traction can be really exciting, right? You know, I know. I do, there's either way. I'm I'm <laughs> all in on maybe. So, but it's Sick. just. But I'm but I'm not so all in that I am willing to like throw out detangle. Not that I'll keep working on it, but like I, I want you. someone else to do it. I just don't know how to format that. Yeah. Interesting. Cool, man. This is great. I love chatting. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you had me on, man. You're only, yeah. what, you're a couple of episodes into this thing, right? Yeah, I think this is four. All right. Or three. I forget. But anyway, yeah, you're early. You're single. Dude. You're low, You're below five for sure. Look at that, man. I'll, 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 I'll make note of that somewhere. I'm going to try to make guest. this. 
I'm going to try to make this cool for you so that one day you can be like, I was on episode four. I was on, <laughs> I was in single digit episodes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Take it easy. Um, all right. Thanks, Ben. Have a good one. See you.